watching anything interesting. We finished the haunting of Bly Manor. I liked it. Did you? Yeah, it, yeah. It was it was good. I liked the way it ended. A little twist. It was interesting. I still like Hill House better. Yep. But I thought it was it was adequate. Yeah, it was okay. Mm-hmm. We watched the latest episode of Wandavision. It's so damn good. Oh, I love it so much. I don't know how often I watch a show anymore where I actually pay attention the entire time and I'm not screwing around on my phone. And this, like, had my attention the entire time. I watched some movie called Nancy on Prime last night. That was weird. My middle one watched it with me and said, this is weird. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) And then we watched Place in the Heart, which is, like, one of my favorite movies. It's so good. Sally Field. And what else did I watch? Oh, we've been watching a lot of Happy Endings and Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and my cat is crying right next to my face. And I think that's it. Nothing else that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, my daughter and I finished the first season of Stranger Things and she loved it. Okay. So I guess we'll have to watch the second one. My oldest is watching body cam footage something show out there right now Ooh. in... Yeah, it's a little too much mm-hmm. for me. I don't yeah, watch that. I don't like that. Mm-mm. All right. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to That's So Original Podcast, the podcast that talks to you about original streaming TV series and movies. And we are talking to you about Bridgerton. Oh, number four. Episode four. We have four more after this. (laughs) (laughs) This is almost as bad as a teacher. I don't know. This might be worse. I think it's worse. (laughs) I think it's way worse. I think it's worse. (laughs) And it's not due to what the content, like the topic. This is, this is rough. I am so bored. (laughs) So bored. I just, like, at one point, I was like, is this a satire show, or is this supposed to be real? Because it is just laughable in parts how ridiculous it is. It's so dumb. Please, people who love this show, explain it to me. I think neither one of us are, like, a Shonda Rhyme no. show watcher. So maybe that's the appeal. Like, I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. I've never watched Scandal. I've never watched any of those, because they do nothing for me. So maybe... If you're into that kind of thing, you like this. I don't know. I don't know. I watched Grey's Anatomy maybe like the first three seasons. I watched until Denny died. Hopefully that's not a spoiler. If that is, you need <laughs> to catch up. But I didn't love it. It wasn't like I was on bated breath for the next episode. It was just, it was okay. But this is not okay. It's not okay. I don't like soapy stuff. I, I just, don't really. Ugh. But anywho, enough if we're ragging on the show. <laughs> maybe we should just talk about it. Why don't you start us off? So, this is episode four, An Affair of Honor. So, we start off, in my notes, I have another freaking party. (laughs) That's one thing. I just have to say that if you listen to the uh, episode, especially the last one, it's like everything we're like... (sighs) (sighs) I mean, there's so much sighing in it. I had to take some of it out. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) It's a lot. I'm so irritated. (laughs) Okay, okay. Another ball. Well, it's not a ball. Well, uh, it's, yeah, a, it's, not. it's a party. So Daphne and her mom walk in and all the people are looking at her and whispering. And they're whispering like the most random shit, which I thought was really rude. They're like, look how pretty and thin she is for a commoner. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, if she's a commoner, she doesn't have a lot of money. So things are tight. Right. She's not eating very much. But I was like, but also her father was a lord. So how is she a commoner? I don't know. 
anyways, we find out they are at court. So they are they are waiting for the queen. So this is like fancy schmancy pants. And mom is starving. Like, she is me at every party ever. Oh, my God. I said she's the 1813 version of me who just came for the food. I literally have that. (laughs) She walked right up to the little goodie station, and she's, like, looking at the food, and she goes, and she sneaks some, and Daphne is appalled because they don't do that. She's like, it's fine. No one's looking at me, darling. They're all looking at you. (laughs) And so she takes a little bite of something, and... She says, you know, Daphne, you appear strained, and you have appeared strained for, like, the last few days. Like, everybody's talking about it. You look crazy. And Daphne says, well, she's got a lot on her mind. Like, why doesn't Simon like me anymore? <laughs> the queen arrives with the prince, and Daphne goes to meet him because apparently the prince invited her to this party. And he tells her she is perfection. And he bought her a gift. And the queen's like, show her the gift! And I was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> oh, my God. So he opens this box and it's this huge tacky <laughs> diamond necklace. So he says, can I put it on? And she's like, oh, I'd love that. And as he's putting it on, she's daydreaming that it's Simon's hands on her neck and his breath in her ear. And then she spins around and it's like, womp, womp, because it's the lame prince behind her. And the queen says, she will make an excellent princess. And I was just reading something that I thought was really kind of cool. I don't know if it's cool, but... They wanted it to be that the prince to be the Disney version of what we are supposed to think princes look like. Mm-hmm. And then there's Simon. And that's who we're kind of rooting for. So I thought that was kind of neat. Of, like, we don't all have to go for the Disney prince. Right. So anyways. So we get the Lady Whistledown voiceover, as we always do. And she's saying, in a town filled with ambitious mothers and fortune hunting gentlemen, marrying above one station is an art form. Daphne's move from being a possible duchess to a princess is an achievement for real. So Daphne arrives home after the, going to court and peels off her gloves and heads to her room. And her younger sister, and is this one Hyacinth? Yeah. I think this is Hyacinth. Ask, am I going to be a sister of a princess? And Daphne tells her to cool her tits because she doesn't <laughs> even know. He hasn't even asked her to marry him yet. And Hyacinth asks, well, if you do get married, are you going to wear a crown? And Daphne says, well, for special occasions and only if I marry the prince... I haven't decided yet. Come on. So she's still holding out hope that Simon will get his shit together. We are all holding out hope that he will too. So she goes to her room to hide. And we get Lady Whistledown telling us, This author cannot dismiss the Duke of Hastings so soon. He may have let the diamond slip through his fingers for now, but I shall wager he is not a man to ever hide from a fight. So cut to Simon beating the shit out of a punching bag. And I was like, hey, he found a real one. He doesn't have to use Bear Burger or whoever. (laughs) His friend walks in with some girl and he asks Simon if that sack of grain has a German accent. Get it? Uh, (laughs) We finally get a name for this friend. His name is Will. Simon's like, okay, well, are you participating in a boxing exhibition today or a comedy one? Because you're so funny. Well... Simon says he can't make it. He is actually leaving England. And Will is like, dude, this is a big match for me. I need your support. Because if people know that you're betting on me, they'll bet on me too. And if your friends see you doing that, then maybe I can make some more money. And Simon's like, I don't have any friends. And... (laughs) 
this girl, her name is Alice, and I guess this is Will's wife, knows that Simon is just wallowing in, in self-pity. Will says, I've never asked you for a favor, but I'm asking you not to miss this match. And Alice says, hey, we're just trying to make some money to help feed our family. So help us fatten the matchmakers' purses and ours. And Simon is like, okay, fine, I'll go. Yeah, well, oh, I don't want to, but I'll do it. Basically me for any social event. I am, I'll do it, but I'm going to complain the whole time. Uh, I'll do it, but I'm not going to like it. Right. So we're at the Feathertons. I think it's Featheringtons. I don't care. It, is, Feather- it is Featheringtons. I just call them the Feathers. So it's whatever you want to call them. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're there. And the gross old dude from last episode is looking over Marina like she's a new cow. Like he is checking her out because that's what these guys do. And Mama Feather is telling him all about her prose, that her needlework is divine. She sings and plays the piano forte. He tells her to smile so he can see her teeth, just like a straight up horse cow that, you know, you would do. And he says you can tell a lot from people's teeth. He has soldiers' teeth taken from the battlefield. They cost a pretty penny. Did he take a dead guy's teeth? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm. I'm like okay. I'm. But they were not great teeth because they were all smashed in. Did they get shot in the mouth? Because they were not great teeth. Probably. You know, like that whole thing about how George Washington had wooden teeth. Yeah. He actually had fake teeth that were like pulled from people on battlefields. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. Because yeah, I'm not I feel a like that teacher. was the. I know the. I know the wooden teeth was yeah. not a real story. It was probably way grosser. <laughs> so. Anyways, he says he will try her out tonight in company. He wants to see how she acquits herself. Mama F says, well, they will be at the ball tonight, so you can see how she does. And he says, cool, see ya. He leaves. Marina explodes. She's like, I don't understand why you're still trying to pawn me off to this guy. I've had suitors calling all week. Why do I have to marry this gross old man? And Mama Feather tells her, which, I mean, Mama Feather is the worst, but she's got a brain. And she says, suitors can take weeks, even months. And even if one married you tomorrow, how would they react when in six months your baby pops out and it looks like the picture of health? It's not a preemie. Mm -hmm. That's weird. She says, old dude, Lord Rutledge, needs an heir. So he's not going to ask any questions when you have a premature baby or you never sleep together or, (laughs) you know, whatever. So Marina storms out, pushing the Feather sisters out of the way, which I thought was really rude she passes penelope on the stairs and penelope asks her you know are you okay do you want me to stay home and marina just shakes her head no and leaves so mama feather asks dad feather why they can't just send this girl back to the country she's just ruining their lives and before he can answer we get a butler come in and says there's a gentleman caller and she's like what and his name is mr albion finch and he is a total goober he walks in and sneezes everywhere and they're like, okay. And she's like, well, um, Marina's not taking any more suitors today. And he's like, that's all right. I'm here for Philippa. And no one can believe it. There's actually somebody here for one of these feather girls. Like, what the fuck? And they are adorable together. They are both awkward and goobers. And they are just the cutest. I called him Mr. Sneezy. I called him later Sneezy. Yeah. Sneezy is his name later. He's cute. They are cute together. So we are now with Eloise and Penelope. I don't know when this is. Later in that day, I guess. And they're going through like all these carts with goods in the middle of town. Eloise is talking about how she doesn't understand how women put feathers in their hair. And why would a woman want to draw more notice to the fact that she's like a bird trying to get a man's attention? Uh, Eloise. She's... uh, (laughs) She's only out here looking at this stuff with Penelope because she can't stand to be in the house anymore while everyone fawns over Daphne and all of these suitors. 
Penelope just wants to know if the prince is still courting and she's like ugh I guess and Penelope says I bet you can't wait for the engagement and Eloise is like uh no because once she's engaged I'll be next and then it's again with this well I don't have to marry I don't want to squawk I want to fly and I'm so tired of this anyway Eloise starts talking about how lucky Whistledown is she gets to write and make money and I bet she isn't stuck going to balls every night we need to find out who she is and Penelope's like well good luck with that her identity is very well protected so probably not going to happen she says, you know, if I could get you out of any of this social calendar nonsense, I would. And Eloise says, oh, well, why don't you pretend like you're sick? Tell your mother you caught whatever Marina had. And I was like, ha, ah. <laughs> ha, That's what I have in my, that's what I have in my notes. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Eloise asks, asks, I can't say the word asks, just that's something you must know about me. Okay. El- Eloise wants to know how, that's why I always say that. Eloise wants to know how Marina is. Penelope says she's recovering, but I would feel bad to not be by her side. So totally going to have to go this ball. I'm going to cheer you on in your endeavors to figure out who Whistledown is. Go, Eloise. And Eloise buys a quill because she's going to get real fancy and keep track of all of her list of suspects. She's got to do something else with her time other than brood or complain or whatever the hell she does. I don't think she can do anything else. I really liked her. I hate her now. Yeah. Um, she's so annoying. So we're at the boxing match and Anthony comes in with Daphne on his arm. And I was like, wait, that's, why is Daphne in a boxing match? That's exactly I'm like, what I, I thought. I'm like, this is such a, like a low class thing. First of all, for it to be an exhibition seems like a huge thing because it's such a like, not something that they would do, but okay. I, apparently they did. But they show up knowing full well that her mom is going to have a conniption if she finds out that Daphne was there. And we turn around and all of a sudden the prince is there. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> why are all these people at this boxing match? He comes up to Daphne and Anthony immediately just disappears. And he's like, oh, I asked your brother to bring you, but I didn't think you would come as it might be against your delicate sensibilities. And Daphne's like, well, you obviously don't have a sister if you think women are delicate and mild. A trip to Modiste during silk shortage would show you how women really are. (laughs) (laughs) So he asks her to join him, but she has caught a glance of Simon and music starts to play. Beautiful Simon. But Simon is with um, the feather dad and Will. And Will is asking Simon... They're talking about fighting, and Will says that Simon is one of the least pitiful students he's ever had. So, you know, why isn't Simon fighting today? Right. Simon catches sight of Daphne and the prince, and he's like, oh, this sucks. Simon is telling everyone to bet on Will. Of course, Benedict and Colin are there because they have no other storyline, so they're just (laughs) hanging out there, too. And Feather Dad says he has 50 shillings on the other guy because he's the prince's man. So that's why the prince is there, is this is his fighter. Daphne and Simon share a look over the boxing ring, like, oh, you're here too? Okay. The match begins, and Simon is yelling for his friend, watch your feet, keep your head up, blah, blah, blah. And he starts taking off his coat, and he rolls up his sleeves, and Daphne is wishing she was alone in her locked room right this minute, just by the look on her face. And they share another... They share another look. Oh, he did have nice arms. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not faulting you, honey. Mm-mm, that was great. Mm-mm. But Daphne, you know, suddenly yeah, decides to get her shit together and to ask the prince about his homeland of Prussia. He says, you know, my homeland is great, but I actually prefer England as it's the best place to raise a family. And then he asks her if she 
he has, says, you know, you seem to have a great affinity for your family. And she says, yeah, they're the dearest thing in the world to me, which I thought was kind of sweet. Yeah. She's like, how about you? And he says, well, I grew up with a bunch of cousins and I would really like to have a big family if my wife would agree. And she smiles like, okay, the prince isn't really that bad. He's just not hot like Simon. Right. He's just not Simon. He's just the friend zone guy. Mm-hmm. He's not terrible. So Simon is seeing them talk and he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to yell for Will because I'm manly. (laughs) So Daphne sees him yelling. So she stands up and she starts cheering for the other guy, telling him, you know, to plant a facer or something of those sorts. It was a weird word. Like within seconds, Will is knocking this guy out and everyone is happy except for Feather Dad because he's stupid and he just lost a bunch of money. (laughs) So now that the match is over, all these guys have surrounded Feather Dad because he made this big bet and took money and he can't pay his debts. And all these guys are pissed. He says he needs, he's good for it. He just needs two days to raise the funds. The artist from last episode is back and he runs into Benedict who is kind of looking at some art on the wall. And he's asking, is this painting more to your liking? And Benedict's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. This is so (laughs) embarrassing. He's like, well, maybe we should send this to the gallery to hang by my other awful painting. And Benedict's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) Then this artist guy whose name is Henry says it's cool. He actually appreciated his critique. They decide to pick apart a couple other paintings. And then the artist asks Benedict, where are your paintings at? Aren't you an artist? And Benedict says, oh, I kind of sketch. It's not great. The artist says, well, why don't you come to my studio and see my real work, which made me more to your liking. And I immediately assume they are naked pictures of Jamie from the center. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he and Sonya had the same vibe, that that's what this artist's studio Uh is going to be full of. So, cut to Simon, who is sitting and looking sad, and Anthony joins him to have a drink and asks him if he's really leaving. And he says, I misjudged you. Your intentions with Daphne were honorable. She's found herself a prince, and you are going on your way. Perhaps we can laugh about this one day. And then the prince comes over and says, Anthony, can I talk to you for a minute? Wah, wah. Wonder what that's going to be about. I don't know. Let's find out. In the Bridgerton parlor now. And of course, yes, Mama B is appalled that Anthony took Daphne to the boxing match. Hyacinth is like, oh, forget about that. Was the prince there? Was the duke there? What happened? Did you kiss him? Did you make out? Are you married? Are you going to be a princess? What's going on? Ha ha ha. Daphne pretends like she doesn't even know if Simon was there or not. And now Hyacinth is bothering Eloise, asking her, what are you writing in your diary? You're always writing in her diary. And finally, Anthony walks in and a welcome interruption because Hyacinth is just annoying everyone. Mama is about to go off on the boxing match thing, but he interrupts her and says, like, the prince has asked for permission to propose to Daphne. And they're like, oh, my God, what did you say? And he said, well, I told him that I know better than to answer for my sister. I was like, good job, Anthony. Finally. finally. He tells Daphne, I have no objections. Whatever you decide, you'll have my support. And Daphne is just like stammering. um, And Mama says, hey, you don't have to let him know right now. Uh, You haven't even known him that long. And Anthony says, just let me know when you have an answer and I'll let him know. So cut quickly to Daphne in her room and she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's got that necklace on that the prince gave her and her mom walks in and she's like do you like the necklace and Daphne says it's beautiful and mama says that's not what I asked and Daphne says if you have something to say say it mama says I'm just wondering what the duke will think if you wear that necklace to the ball tonight 
Another ball. Lots of balls. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Daphne all says, the balls. All the balls. All of them. Daphne says, I don't care what the Duke thinks. Besides, he won't even be there. Mama B wants to know what happened with them. Nothing happened. He's just leaving. And Mom says, I know it wasn't nothing between you. And Daphne's like, crying but trying to sell this whole <laughs> what you saw between us was a lie and then she tells mama the whole plan and she is like devastated and Daphne says look the plan worked now I have a prince you have what you wanted and mama says I just wanted you to have the best not in terms of rank but love and Daphne says it wasn't love it's over now it must have been love, love. but it's I could I couldn't I, as soon as I heard that I was like immediately popped in my head she says I don't have to pretend anymore and as she's crying you can totally tell she's believing every word she's saying she's apologizing to her mom and she says you know what it's a beautiful necklace I should like it very much and they hug like you know it's a beautiful necklace I I will probably learn to like the prince just like yeah, I learned to a, like it's a necklace. great second place mm-hmm. it's all right mm-hmm. I mean, because he's not terrible. No. He's, he's like, he's, he's not... said all along that he likes her mind. He likes that she stands up for herself. And he's not terrible. He's not like these other gross guys. He's right. not awful. So it makes me sad. So Lady Dansbury is dressed for the ball as Simon's servants are packing up. She says to Simon that she liked having him around. And is he going to tell her where he will go? And he says he's just, he's still deciding. He doesn't know. So she assumes he will go off to some far corner of the world and do what he always does, take everything he has for granted. The young man and I, man, I took pride in raising, I would have expected more. And I was like, listen, lady, you're giving mixed messages here. You told him to do some stuff and he did it. Now you're mad. And she says, you allowed that young lady to slip through your fingers like she was nothing. I understand you find love frivolous, but those things have allowed a new day to begin in this society. And then she says some stuff that I think is so important. Yeah. She says, look at our queen. Look at their marriage. Look at what has allowed us to become. We were two separate societies divided by color until a king fell in love with one of us. Love conquers all. And I have my notes. I'm shocked that they are addressing it, but I am here for mm-hmm. it. I thought it was one of those, we are casting who we are casting. These are the, were the best people for it. I love that there's actually a point to all yes. of this. That there was a division in, in society by color and they've been brought together. And Simon says, I believe that remains to be seen. The king may have elevated us, but on that one whim may just as easily change his mind. The mind that is hanging on by one loose and tenuous thread. Love changes nothing. And that's it. I'm leaving tonight at a quarter past nine. And he's like, and by the way, I'll write. See you later. And I was like, oh, I love that. I love that the queen, she's such a big part of this story. She's huge in this society. She is a woman of color that a white man, royal man fell in love with, and now she's changed everything for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. I think that was really cool writing. So, anywho. Yeah. I hadn't read the books. Neither one of I us had either. read the books, so I, I didn't know if this casting was intentional or not. I don't think it is. I don't think the books have anything like this in it. That was and wondering. I know for sure the queen wasn't in the books. I oh, read really? That. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, she was just created for this show. Oh. So. I don't think there's any things about color in the books. I, I may be wrong, but I don't think there is. Well, that's one thing I'll say I like about this show. Yeah, it's I think it's neat the way they've done this. Yeah. So Now we are at the ball tonight, and Lady Whistledown is talking about how there's nothing she loves more than a scandal. So automatically, you know, something scandalous is mm-hmm. going to happen tonight. This is Lady Trowbridge's 
house and she has recently become a widow and so she's throwing a ball about it i'm like okay and whistledown says something about how an unwed couple should not be caught touching or kissing because it could ruin the girl's life forever so there you go she's already told us what's going to happen so <laughs> in walk feather mom and feather lord they have marina and Mama Feather calls over the gross old guy she's trying to set Marina up with. And she says, Marina has spent all afternoon saying how much she wanted to talk to you tonight. And Marina's looking at her like, say what? And he says, I don't even need to talk to her, but I do want to see how she spins. So he takes her out on the dance floor. Mr. Sneezy is here and he is so excited to see Philippa and she is so excited to see him. And he's like, wow, your dress is almost the same color of the cheese your mom served. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's like, I love cheese. And she says, yeah, it's great. Okay. They go out to dance and Mama Feather is like, this is all working out. Maybe we will have two weddings this season and Lord Feather is like yep no mm -mm, I doubt that we see Daphne come in now and she's looking all around and she sees the prince and cow pie walks up to her and she's like oh hey you look beautiful oh p.s what the fuck is wrong with you you could have had any man but no you had to go and steal my chance for happiness And Daphne says, he made his choice. And I'm like, she's such a bitch right now. Mm -hmm. I know she's upset or whatever, but this is unnecessarily bitchy. The prince finally notices Daphne and, and she goes over to him and... Then he literally writes his name on her dance card. And I was like, I just thought that was kind of sweet. He is like a really sweet guy. He Mm -hmm. deserves better than this bitch. Mama B sees this and she grabs a champagne flute from a tray and she just chugs it. So I can't tell if Mama B is happy about this or if she's still. She's not. Okay, this is what bothers me. She is 100% all for Daphne and Simon. She can see that there was something between them. Mm-hmm, she wants mm-hmm. she wants her to marry for love. Even if it means not marrying a prince, she wants her to marry for love. Yet, Anthony is in love with Sienna. He can't marry her for love. He has to aim higher and have an heir. And I think that's shitty. Yeah. I think that's really shitty, especially mm-hmm. since she seems to be a mom that cares about her kids and what they and, and what, how, yeah, wants them to be and happy. And what they love, who they love and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's one, my one thing I have with you, Mama B, is I think that's shitty. But anyway, but we are back at Simon's house and where his all his servants are packing up his stuff because he's supposed to be getting on a boat tonight. And he's walking past these crates and he sees that his mother's favorite painting that they saw at the museum is in with his stuff to be packed. And he's like, um, why is this here and not in the museum? And his butler says, well, you asked it to be returned, which was no small feat. It kind of sucked getting it back from that museum, I'm just going to say. And so Simon starts looking at the painting and he starts thinking about the time when he and Daphne looked at the painting together and he held her hand and he's like, oh, that was really nice and shit. Don't you think that Daphne had it delivered to him? He seems very surprised that it's there and then he flashes back to them. The butler said he has to have it returned. So Um, it meant something to him. I think Daphne made him realize okay. that this was a piece of his mother, so he wanted so it he back should, in his uh, life. Okay. I don't think she has that kind of pull. Obviously, she's a commoner, so I don't true, think she has that true, kind true, of pull. True. I don't think she has that kind of money to do that. Okay, makes sense. Okay. So, Benedict is wandering in the rain, I guess, to um, artist Henry's house. When he gets there, Henry invites him in and leads him to his studio, which we just see is a, a bunch of like these bohemian artists sketching a bunch of nude models. There's just nude ladies all over the place. 
And then he takes him to see what he's been working on. And I was like, fingers crossed it's Matt Bomer. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but no, it's a sketch of naked ladies. And Benedict says, oh, well, is that your wife? And he's like, um, listen, there are advantages to being a second born. Heirs have the responsibility. Second sons have the fun. Why not go have some fun? So obviously he's a second son and Benedict's a second son. So mm-hmm. Benedict sits down to sketch and a lady next to him hands him a joint and he just gets down to it. He's just going to start sketching. He's like, naked ladies. I'm all into naked <laughs> ladies. This sounds like a good time. Is he though? Is he? I don't think he is at all. But anyways. <laughs> so back at the ball and Sienna is up there singing with the largest wig I have ever seen. And Anthony is just standing there staring at her like a creeper. And Mama Bridge notices him staring at Sienna. And she interrupts his creep show by bringing over a girl for him to meet. He says, hi, nice to meet you. But then he's like immediately back to watching Sienna again. And Mama Bridge chugs another flute of champagne. (laughs) Mama Feather is now talking to Lady Trowbridge and telling her how great the party is. Philippa and the other sister, who I don't know her name, but whatever, the two stepsisters come over and Philippa is crying because apparently Lord Feather told Mr. Sneezy something that made him not want to be with her anymore. And she's devastated because she loved him, even though she just met him like this morning or yesterday. It doesn't matter. She she's such, she's so Anna from Frozen. <laughs> yes. She's... Lord Feather notices that Mama Feather is pissed and she's like, what did you say to him? You know, she doesn't have any other options, right? And Lord Feather, he does not care at all. And he's like, then she can wait until next season. All of them can. I wouldn't advise trying to embarrass me any further tonight. And she is like, excuse you. Okay, this Trowbridge lady, first of all, this ball that they're at is super like sexy there's like acrobats Mm -hmm. in cages and there's all this stuff going on but she comes up to featherton lady and featherton lady says you have such striking taste and trowbridge comes back with like what a compliment especially from you and then looks her dress up and down and i died because it's the truth so good so yeah, we get the point that like a feather dad is broke is all broke, right? Yeah. We get we get that. Yeah, like, he has yeah. The money. Mm-hmm. So we are back at the Bridgerton house, and Eloise is on a mission. She is now in the housekeeper's room looking for clues to make sure see if she is Lady Whistledown, and she finds a basket under the lady's bed that's full of the Lady Whistledown papers, and the housekeeper comes in and says, what are you doing? She's like, oh. Mama wanted me to count how many times Daphne was mentioned in the latest issue. And she's like, yeah, no, try again. Why are you in my room? And she says, well, I could ask you the same thing. Why do you have all these? And Housekeeper says, well, I don't have to explain myself to you. And Eloise says, well, I kind of do because I'm a Bridgerton and I'm your mistress. And this lady has no time for Eloise shit. She's like, I wiped your butt when you were a baby and I don't appreciate your tone. What are you doing in my room? She's like, well, I think your lady whistled down. And this housekeeper has a conniption. She is laughing so hard. She's like, I thought you were the smart one. She's like, do you think a servant has the time to write scandal papers with all the work we have to do? You believe I would be still working for you if I had Lady Whistledown money? (laughs) You're hilarious. Get the fuck out of my room. Uh, love it. I love it. I know. That was so funny. And Eloise was like, okay, all good points. All good points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will assess this and be back. <laughs> uh, so back at the party or the ball or whatever the hell this is, Marina is dancing with the creepy old guy and Penelope smiling at her like, sorry. 
<laughs> Colin walks up to her and he makes a joke about Lady Trowbridge's infant son being fussy. And he's like, I hope our host doesn't end the party early. And how lucky that the lady had an heir before her husband croaked. And Penelope's like, yeah, very lucky. But I think that the baby kind of looks like her footman. And Colin is like, ooh, scandalous. Then he just randomly says how he's been trying to get a dance with Marina all night. And surely she can't actually be interested in this old Lord Rutledge guy. Penelope says, I think the only thing she's interested in is being rescued. And Colin says, yeah, I think you're right. And heads right over to her. And Rutledge is about to ask for another dance. And Marina is trying to politely decline. But thankfully, Colin interrupts and he asks her to dance and she's like, bye. And he's asking her, so you feeling well now? You're all cured? And she says, oh, yeah, totally. And he says, it seems like the only sickness you have now is a nasty old big teeth man lurking around. And she (laughs) says, yes, you better dance with me so I can recover. Daphne and the prince are dancing too and I'm like don't care they're talking I don't care he tries to profess his love to her but she's like spun out of his arms as part of the dance and is dancing with somebody else and then when she comes back to him he's like okay anyway I was saying and then it, it just keeps going back and forth he's about to say something important and she's whisked away. She sees Simon in the crowd and now that's all she can think about even though the prince is still talking. And he is literally about to ask her to marry him, but she says he's like going yeah. down on one yeah. Knee. He's he's it's it's happening right now. But oh, actually, I need a moment to refresh myself. And she is literally running off the dance floor and into everybody around and on it. So she runs outside, and she is like having a full blown panic attack. She can't breathe, so she tears off that necklace that's around her neck because it's it's obviously it's choking her that's what's making her panic that's not it honey sorry and so she hears from behind her miss bridgerton and of course it's simon and she turns around she's like what are you doing here i thought you were leaving and he tells her he came to say goodbye and, and she says to who because not to me we already said goodbye remember and she's and she's like you know what it's not necessary we are not friends we never were, as you made clear. You will not lead me from one direction to another anymore. You are my friend. You're not my friend. You're a rake. You're not a rake. I'm just not into your games anymore. And he apologized again. She tells him, it doesn't matter. You have no effect on my life. I'm marrying a prince and I will be happy. And he's like, but will you be happy? Which is why not? He's kind and adoring and he knows what he wants. He will make a wonderful father. And I was like, ouch. Mm-hmm. Ow, mean. He says, but do you think he's the best choice for you? And she says, how dare you question my choices? They are mine to make, not yours. I didn't question your choice to leave and be alone. And he is perfect and I'm going to be a princess. And are you going to say anything? Because if not, just get out of here. And he just stands there and stares at her because what is he going to say? And she runs away into the night or the dark walk or wherever the fuck they go (laughs) in these places. And out to the garden by herself. So um, she storms off, and he's running after her, and he's calling her, Miss Bridgerton, Bridgerton, then he's like, Daphne. And he follows her, and he's telling her it isn't safe, and he demands she go back to the party. And she's like, you're not the boss of me. And she's running. (laughs) And he says, Daphne, listen, and grabs her arm and spins her around and plants one on her. He finally kisses her. And he pulls away, and I love that he apologizes and starts to stutter. I was like, oh, I love that they brought that detail back. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have never done that. And she grabs him and kisses him right on back. 
And then it's just full on. It's they, oh, yeah. There's no around it. They are all into it. He starts kissing her neck and he is into second base before you know it because he's grabbing her boob. <laughs> and they are, and my captions are telling me that they are moaning. And then... <laughs> oh, shit. Here's Anthony again where he is not wanted. He busts them and he shoves Simon off of her and calls him a bastard and punches him over and over and over again. I'm like, Anthony, get a life. He screams at Simon that now you have to marry her. Now you accosted her in this garden. You will marry her. And Simon says he can't. And Anthony says, whoa, 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 wait. You defiled her innocence, but you won't marry her. And like, okay, I get it. Anthony is a a jerk and I don't really like him, but he has a point. And he says, you leave me no choice. I must demand satisfaction. And this is is where every song in Hamilton started coming (laughs) to my mind. Anthony challenges him to a duel. And Simon says, okay, great. I'll see you at dawn. And Daphne is like, wait, you would rather die than marry me or kill my brother? They didn't say that part, but I was also like, yeah, or kill her brother. And Simon says, he's sorry for the hundredth time. And Anthony tells Daphne they need to go. So they walk back into the ball. They walk past all these people. And Cowpie says something to Daphne that comes back a little bit later. Anthony walks up to Colin and Mama B is there too. And he says, Daphne has a headache, so I'm taking her home. And Mama B is drunk, just so we're all aware. Mama B is toasted. So back at the artist's house, Benedict is drinking and drawing. And the artist comes over and says, hey, you've got potential. And Benedict's, nope, it sucks. I suck. Everything sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And the artist's like, dude, take a compliment. God. And he says, uh, there's no expectation or judgment here. You can be who you are here. And I was like, so come out wait, already wait. Is, what, is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Come out already? But it's like, I should probably get going. He's like, you're welcome back anytime for practice or conversation. Hit us up. We love you. <laughs> back at the Feather House, Feather Mom and Housekeeper are in Feather Dad's study. And they are going through all his letters and his ledgers because Feather Mom may be a bitch because she's no fool and she knows something is up. And so she's like, I know something was amiss when he insisted we keep Marina. But getting rid of Philippa's only suitor, no way. I have to figure (laughs) out what is going on. We need to get this done and see what is happening. That's where she draws the line. She's like, Philippa is not going to have any other options. Come on. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So upstairs in Penelope's room, Marina is going on and on about how great Colin is while Penelope sits on the bed looking forlorn because we all know that she loves Colin. Penelope says, yeah, he's great, but he's pretty young. He's probably not ready to be married like, you know, you kind of need him to be. Marina says, oh, no, I'm sure that he will propose soon. And Penelope is like, oh, I am so tired. And she starts to tuck herself into bed. And Marina's like, oh, um, sorry, I'm keeping you awake. And she says, but Penelope, this is great because if I marry him, I'll be able to stay in town. And you and Eloise can come over and we can hang out all the time. We'll be like sisters. And Penelope is like, yay. And... (laughs) Marina leaves the room because Penelope is going to go to bed. Actually, she's not. She gets out of bed and she's freaking out. She's pacing around. She hears pebbles being thrown at the window and it's Eloise. Probably coming to tell her how oppressed she is. So (laughs) Penelope goes downstairs and actually she's there to talk more about Lady Whistledown and trying to figure out who she is. She's like, I figured out she's not a servant because I got my (laughs) ass handed to me when I tried that route. 
She's like, I, I, I'm thinking now she's a widower. So she can go to all these parties and hear things without being noticed. And Penelope just screams, Eloise, I do not care. And then she's like, people have actual mature problems that have nothing to do with some silly little writer. And she's like, like my man's going to marry my cousin. I mean, I got real problems, Eloise. And she's knocked up by somebody else. That's yeah, so this is a problem. That's a real mature people problem. And Eloise <laughs> is like, oh, so you're so mature now. And Penelope says, uh, yeah, I'm out in society and I have mature things to worry about, like marriage. And Eloise says, oh, you don't care about marriage. And Penelope says, what if I do? I kind of do. I don't expect you to understand. Not everyone can be a pretty Bridgerton. And I was like, oh, because Penelope is yeah. so pretty. And they're, she all, is. they're all on this show. They're all pretty. And it's like, I don't know what it is about these freaking Bridgerton girls. Anyway, Eloise starts I crying. don't think the Bridgerton girls are pretty at all. They're okay. I don't think they are. But they're all, all these women are attractive. But it's like. Uh, I, I whatever. Eloise starts crying because her friend hurt her feelings and she leaves. And I was like, way harsh, Penelope. But Penelope's just sad about Colin and she's just taking it out on Eloise. Yeah. Poor Damn Penny. Gosh Damn darn. Bridgerton. Seriously, and Colin is just ruining everything too because he doesn't By realize. Breathing. He's God. just breathing and he's well, ruining that everything. hair too. It's all bad. <laughs> So, back at the Bridgertons, Anthony and Daphne had just got home, and he's telling her he doesn't blame her for what happened, and he's not mad, I'm just disappointed, kind of thing. (laughs) And she says, don't treat me like a child. I did this. I took the same liberties with him. He's like, well, you don't understand. She's like, you think, because I'm a woman, I'm incapable of making my own choices. Do you think that Simon dishonored me, or is it just your pride? You cannot duel. It's illegal. You could be arrested or killed. There has to be another way. He's like, hey, this is how it's handled. Do you want what happened to get out? And she's like, I could live with it, but I could not deal with his death on my hands. And I was like, bitch, you could not deal with it. No. She's like, nor yours, as tempting as it may be. Benedict picks this moment to wander in and is so confused. (laughs) And so Anthony drags him away. And I was like, I'm sure to ask him to be his second if I've learned anything from Hamilton. Uh Uh-huh. And he tells Daphne to go to bed. So then Benedict and Anthony are together in a study. And Benedict says, what happens if you die? And Anthony says, well, then the title and the state will go to you. And Benedict's like, what if I don't really want that? Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm really into, I'm really into dudes. And that's, <laughs> that's not, not going to work, work for me. <laughs> um, and he's like, okay. And what happens if you kill Hastings? He's like, then I will leave the country and you will still be head of the family. Either way, it's going to suck for you, bro. It's just going <laughs> to suck. And then Colin picks that moment to come home with mom, who is drunk, and yeah, shoving her up the stairs, and she's drunk, and he sees his brothers and freaking out, and he's like, oh, who died? And they're like, oh, one of us in the morning. <laughs> Get in here, Colin. <laughs> Simon is at Will's place, boxing place, I don't know. Anyway, he's in like a kitchen area and he's knocking over all this stuff looking for booze in the kitchen. And Will comes in and he's like, uh, what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be on a ship? And he finds some booze hidden behind a picture in the wall, which is really kind of clever. He like slides his picture over and there's a bunch of booze back there. So he grabs a bottle of brandy and he's, he's got to figure out what's going on here. Simon says, well, actually there's been a change of plans. I am meeting Anthony at dawn and everybody knows what that Mm -hmm. means around here. Will's like, fuck. So he pours another drink and he says, I'm going to need another if I'm going to be your second. 
Simon says, I can't let you. And Will says, well, you can't stop me. Meanwhile, in his father's study, Anthony is checking his watch, the father's watch, and then he races out of the room. And I was like, is he going to the duel? No, he's going to see Sienna. And she opens the door. She's like, oh, hey, now you can leave. And he says, yeah, I know I'm kind of a jerk. And I know that we can't be together here. But what if there was a place we could go and be accepted? And she's like, cool story. That sounds great. But that place doesn't exist. So I'm going to go back to bed and he says I duel at dawn and suddenly she's all ears and he says if I win this duel we could run away together and then he's like never mind and he goes to walk away and she grabs him and then they just start like attacking each other with their mouths and they are they are kissing with their mouths so wide and open and it is so weird and gross and it's just it's disgusting with the door wide open. They're doing it in the doorway with the door wide open. It's just like, it's like their mouth are like, uh-huh. <laughs> and there's no like kissing. It's just, they're literally attacking each other with their mouths. Watch it. It's exactly what they're doing. It's gross. Uh, tell it's me so they gross. aren't. Tell me they aren't trying to kill each other with their mouths right now. Okay. So Papa Feather comes home and goes in his study, which is dark. He lights a little lamp and, oh, look, Mama Feather's there waiting. Shocker. And she's like, I found your ledger. I know about your, all your gambling and your debts. You spent everything, including the girls' dowries. Is this not why you rejected Sneezy for Philippa? Is that why we have to keep Marina? You owe her father, too? And she's like, so the question is, what are you going to do about it? And he just starts bawling like a sniveling little shit. And she is appalled. Like, God. Yeah, she's like, and he's like, hell? I failed you and our daughters too, Portia. Woo! And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Somebody's <laughs> got to be the dad around here. <sighs> she's patting his back like, oh, great. I got to fix this now, I guess. So it is dawn. And Anthony is leaving Sienna's for the duel. And I assume she's singing him to telling him to come back to sleep. I'm just, I'm sure. <laughs> so um, the bridge. It's exactly this. Okay. Prepare for a lot of Hamilton. So then you see the Bridgerton brothers on horseback and Simon and Will take off on horseback while Daphne is pacing in her room. Um, and she's just, oh, she just doesn't know what to do. Her hair is a mess. Everything's just crazy. So she runs down the stairs and she asks Colin, where are they going? And Colin says not to worry. The Duke will remember his honor. And if he doesn't, they will remember the gentlemanly, their gentlemanly honor and fire their pistols wide. And I was like, not in the sky? Has no. Hamilton lied to me? They have just pistols in the sky. Yeah. So um, and then I'm like, I'm about to sing the Ten Duel Commandments. <laughs> Colin tells her to leave the men to their business. And she's like, leave the men to their business? Those affairs are my future. Anthony is too angry to fire wide and Simon is too stubborn to yield. Somebody's going to die. You, you just don't seem to understand. Someone's going to die. Colin says, it's cool because no one saw you. So this will just be handled and take care of. She's like, um, no. Cow pie saw me. She asked me if I caught a chill being out in the garden. She saw everything. And she says, you have to tell me where they went. That's it. You have to, you just have to tell me where they went. 
tell me, tell me. Tell me, tell me now. Now. So cut to the dueling field and Anthony is talking to a doctor and I was like, I wonder if they paid him in advance and treated him with civility, do you think? I have that. Doctors on Anne. Okay, that tracks with Hamilton. Yeah. He has to turn around <laughs> so he can have deniability. Mm-hmm. Benedict asked the doctor where Anthony should aim if he wants to just wound the Duke. And the doctor's like, yeah, I don't think you're that good of a marksman. So <laughs> here comes Simon and Will on horses. And there's one last thing that Anthony wants Benedict to do. If he dies, look in the top drawer of the study. There's the name of a lady. And you have to make sure she's cared for. You have to promise me, Benedict. Promise me. And Benedict promises. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay anthony gives him their father's watch and it's like a whole thing and then simon's talk is a lot simpler will's like do you need anything simon's like my affairs are in order okay so that's the end of that meanwhile we see daphne racing to the dueling grounds on her white horse followed by colin and now we're inspecting the guns and simon apologizes but it's too late for that anthony doesn't care so they stand back to back and Daphne's almost there. Oh, the suspense. I just wonder if she's going to make it in time. They walk 10 paces and turn and Anthony points his gun right at Simon. Simon is pointing his at the sky. And then it's like, it's so Hamilton. It's like he aims his pistol at the sky. Wait, because, <laughs> oh, because there's Daphne right in the middle of a freaking duel. Anthony fires. She falls off her horse. And that's how Bridgerton ends. So I hope you guys enjoyed it just kidding she is fine i'm like that's the difference between being like 16 and 40 because if i fell off a horse <laughs> i'd be down there for a little while but she is springs up like a jack-in-the-box she's I, like didn't they hear that loud ass horse coming no they hear clump, 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 no they were listening to the 10 dual commandments oh okay uh, and that so she's like i am fine no thanks to you idiots and then she says i require a moment with the duke and benedict's like well make it brief because we getting this duel done (laughs) she sneaks him over and she's like look cressida saw us in the garden it's not just your life that's at stake now if you don't marry me i'm gonna be ruined and he says i can't and she's like um hi did i stutter my life is going (laughs) to be over if you don't marry me she's going to tell and she says wow you really hold me in such low regard that you can't marry me and he says it's because i hold you in such high regard that i can't marry you she says you know what i knew you didn't love me but i never thought you could despise me this much and he says you have to know that if we were to get married i can never give you children and i thought that was your dream you always talk about how much you want a family i can't give that to you and you deserve that you deserve so much more than that But that's not something that I can give you. I couldn't ask you to sacrifice that for me. You have to let us finish this. And Daphne says, there will be no need to resume this duel. The Duke and I are to be married. I said, Simon, wait, what? I said, no, bitch. No. (laughs) I said, he was like, excuse me. Well, I don't understand. It's like not even five minutes before she's like, it's all right. I can deal with it being with it ruining me. And then she's like, "Oh wait, uh, cow pie sauce." So that kind of changes things. And um, we got to get married. Yeah, because she can't have cow pie getting the best of her after she put on that whole display for the prince. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, he touched her boobs. So obviously, she's pregnant. It's probably I know. Pregnant, so. Seriously, I know. I bet she ate cake too. I mean, what does she want? Mm. Like triplets, quadruplets. He touched the back of her neck. You know what that means. He touched her butt. He was groping her like... He was, they were all over each was, other like in It seconds. was getting hot. Yeah. 
much more than that Sienna and Anthony scene. I'm still grossed out by that. Still. It's just gross. So I guess next episode will be a wedding. I don't know. They seem to get things done pretty quickly here in the 1800s, so... I mean, they're worried about her honor. I mean, Marina's, like, walking around with a baby in her belly, and nobody can marry her fast enough, so... (laughs) So, that's episode four. Aren't you super excited that we're halfway done? Because I am. No. You want to talk to us. We want to hear from you. Where are all the places they can talk to us? Well, so many places. Just it's ridiculous how many places you could find us. We are on Facebook and Instagram at That's Original Podcast. We are on Twitter at That's So Pod. You could send us an email at That's So Original Podcast at gmail.com. You could go to our website, That's So Original Podcast.com, and leave me a comment that's not spam because I get at least like 30,000 of those a day. Um, so that would be fun. You could go to iTunes and search for That's Original Podcast and leave us a five-star written review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. But as long as you rate that five stars, I'm going to be happy about it. You could follow us on Spotify. You could send me a singing telegram. Just There's just <gasps> so many ways. So many ways. Candygram. Yes. Candygram. And it's the shark from SNL. Candygram. Edible arrangements. I also I also like those. Just saying. A lot of options out there for you. And uh, since we're here, I thought that I would mention that if you guys are new listeners, you probably don't know that the very first series we covered on this podcast was The Sinner Season 3. And we've alluded to that a couple of times in this episode. And it has just been released on Netflix. Took long enough. Yeah. I mean, about a freaking year. But if you would like to hear us rip that series to absolute <laughs> shreds, that is the first eight episodes of our podcast. And I'm going to give a little caveat right now that we were very, very green and the audio is not great, but the content is amazing. So if you can stand the audio, you should give it a listen. It, they are some of our funniest episodes, I think, truly. Thanks so too. I think if you liked Ratchet, you are going to love The Sinner Season 3 because I think that was way funnier than Ratchet. (laughs) It was. It was was great. It was great. Give it a listen if if you have a chance. So anyway, we will talk to you. That's it. That's all you get. (laughs) We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.